And we're back at your ear holes for the Break the Bell podcast. Yes, uncover we those ear holes. Uncover them, unplug them. Uh, give us your full undivided attention because we are once again back. And today's, do you, do you know what today is? I uh, do not, actually. Today is the start of episode eight. Wow. Episode freaking eight. Do you know what's so special about episode eight? I don't know. <laughs> I so uninformed. <laughs> so doing research into podcasting and all that fun, beautiful bullshit. Um, there's statistics that say that like a good majority of podcasts fall out after seven episodes. If oh, they, really? Yeah, it's called pod fading. It's like when they run out of content to to use, or they run out of interesting things to say. People get these big ideas in their head that they can start this podcast and get all these ideas for episodes, yeah. but only make it seven or eight episodes and then just this pod fade thing. But here we are, episode eight. eight. This is the big one. We picked a good year. <laughs> we picked a great year because we're not short of content no, at all. No. It just seems like even even on weeks where I'm sitting here like, what the hell are we going to talk about by like Wednesday or Thursday? It's like, I don't even know what we're going to talk about this week. By Friday. Yeah, right. It's like, we got plenty. Yeah. By Friday, it's like, okay, what, what do we need to cut out? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what do we, we not talk about? Way too much. <laughs> so, how you doing, Billy? You sound a little, little corona you over I, there. I do. I, I think I have a touch of the corona. You got a touch of the corona, too? Yes. Um, I, th- yeah. I, I hear it's going around these days. <laughs> That's what I hear, too. I know. You know, it, it, I wish they had a targeting system like they have at Gulf Shores. Mm-hmm. When I was, like, playing in the ocean, I looked up and there's a dude that, had a T-shirt that said Corona Ultra, Corona. and I was like, "Wow, you know that's that's how everybody should be tagged that has it's like Corona. Su- it's like Super Corona." Yeah, right. It's it was amazing. So in uh, this last weekend, or just yesterday, actually, in true, was it yesterday or two days ago? Two days ago, I can't remember what day it is at this point. Yes. Um, in true uh, social distancing fashion, um. Me and my wife and a couple other couples went to a, a theme park, a, a water park. Nice. And we hung out at a swim-up bar, and we got a cabana, and we got to watch all the stupid drunk people. Like, nice. There was this one couple. They had to have been in their, like, 50s, like, probably like 55. And they were just assed out, just, like, yeah. in their tubes in the lazy river. Like, she was laying there, like, there was, they looked like they are about to drool. Her arm was draped over his <laughs> tube so they could stay together. And so, in the kindness of my heart, I went up behind them and yelled really loud to see how passed out they were. And they didn't budge at all. Damn. <laughs> so, the lifeguard saw me do this, and he um, goes up and, like, because, I mean, it's pretty narrow. Like, you can reach yeah. in, and, and he tapped the guy. He's like, hey, uh, y- you guys need to wake up. And the guy was all pissed off. He's like, this motherfucker woke me up from my nap. <laughs> I was like, and then, so, we went back to our cabana. And then, like, 10 minutes later, we saw them coming back again, and they were still passed out in their tubes. So yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, if you really wanted to fuck with them, what you should have done was switch places with the husband and <laughs> let her arm be draped on you. And then, like, when she wakes up and it's like, it's what morning, the fuck? Good morning. It <laughs> yeah. was a good morning night sunshine. last night. Yeah. <laughs> you want some coffee? <laughs> Man, that would be awesome. Just kind of, like, slowly drag his tube over and tie it off to our cabana and then me getting another tube and float around with them. That would be perfect. Oh yes. How how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? Yeah, I I did. I um well we went to the beach and hung out. Also social distancing, of course. 
And then um, went to a birthday party Saturday night and uh, two nights in a row or two weekends in a row where I got my drink on. Nice. Very nice. Yes. And we uh, had a good day today, right? We Would we you? did. We yeah. did. Yeah. What what happened today, Bill? <laughs> um, well, we uh, we got to hang out with Jabara, an old friend of ours. Freaking Jabara. Yes. Jabara is a camel that you can rent out and... Yes. Um, once a year for the last two years, we've decided to rent this camel out for our friend's birthday. Yeah. So we just go to a park and rent a rent a camel because that's what we do. It's probably completely illegal. But that's why I always try to pick the parks I don't think the police are going to roll up on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's legal or illegal. I don't know why it would be illegal. I mean, everybody else seems to enjoy it. Yeah, everybody's like, holy shit, there's a camel in Iowa. <laughs> it's like, where? yeah, this one. The lady who rented it out to us walked away and was talking to somebody else, and this old lady walks up and is like, where'd you find a camel? And I'm just like looking around like- I know. We all were like- uh, I don't know. He just <laughs> he just followed us here. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. So if uh, you didn't tune in last week, we had a, a special guest on. We had Remzo Martinez, a best-selling author, journalist, and podcaster. And so go back and listen to that if you didn't. Um, giving another shout out to him, him and his friend, Mark Claire, another podcaster are starting this, uh, second print, print comics podcast, mm -hmm. which, um, give them a rundown on that again. Yeah. So they're kind of giving a, um, you know, kind of dual purpose. They're giving an entry point for people that are unfamiliar with comics or maybe have stepped away from the genre for a while. But they're also covering some things that some, some fanboy vets like myself may appreciate. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. Any chance to listen about comic books and uh, that whole thing? I mean, that's that's up my alley. So it, we're kind of those two tiers that you're talking yeah, about. Right. I'm like new, but yeah. I want to get into comics. Never really done it. And you're like the, like yeah, you said, the fanboy. Uh, yeah. I've actually taught college classes on comic books, believe it or <laughs> nice. not. Nice. Yes. Very nice. So um, definitely check that out. That's coming. I think he said August 8th. I know it's in August of this year, so yeah. it's coming up in a few it's weeks. It's in conjunction, if you know, with the DC fan days that they're doing, which is like a virtual DC Comics convention that's going okay. on. So. so, yeah, check that out. Um, right now, currently, you can actually get on their Patreon program. It's at uh, Second Print P.O.D. It's patreon.com slash Second Print P.O.D. And then you can actually get early access to some of the episodes they've already released. If you become a, like a, a paid subscriber, they have different levels. One all the way up to the $25 level where every three months they send you the the graphic novels. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they pick a graphic novel to send every three months that they feel will help like some of these beginners like understand the storylines that they're talking yeah. about and stuff. Something that's kind of a good gateway comic, you know. Right. So definitely check them out. Check out Remzo and all his other works. Speaking of Remzo, we did mention a promo last week. Um, Remzo talked a lot about his uh, second book, which is How to Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of Devil Worship. Go back and listen to that episode if you really want to know what that was about. Mm -hmm. But we did do a promo to support him, and we said if you uh, just commented anywhere on any of our social media pages, um, hey, Remzo, you'd get your name in a drawing, and you would be able to... Uh, have the option of getting that book or his first book, which is Stay Away from the Libertarians, which is kind of a comical um, debunking myths about the Libertarian Party and um, just kind of a support of the Libertarian Party in a comical way. So um, we we have a, a new – I found a new um, hat. Ooh, that, is that that Abe Lincoln hat? That is – That looks – or is that uh, – 
Solomon Kane. I, I'm going to go with the Mad Hatter hat because that's what okay. I bought it for was my Mad okay. Hatter costume. I remember that costume at the Halloween ball. Yes. We need to do that this year. So I'm not in short supply of fun hats to use in this, so <laughs> we might have to uh, get a different hat every time we promo no, this that thing. That would be cool. So I, we did get actually several people this time. Last time I think we had like one name. Yeah, right. In the we drawing. had to make it look all like suspenseful. Like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? You know, it was that one person. <laughs> this time we got actually several names. So I'm going to let you be the official drawer again and we're going to pick that right now. All right. Bill, let us know what that all is. Right. Drum roll, Drum please. Roll. Corn, Iowa. Corn? Iowa. I bet you he's from here in Iowa. I, I wasn't sure if it was that or the band because it's spelled with a K. Maybe it is the band. Maybe it. Damn. Do you think the band's listening to us? That would be kind of cool. Or maybe it's like a cover band in oh, Iowa. That a could corn be. Cover maybe band it's like I, Corn, Iowa. I got you. That, that would make sense. Interesting. Corn, Iowa, I, I do know who you are. I'm not going to list your name out on here just in case you don't want me to, but I will reach out to you. I'm sure you'll reach out to me because I do know you. So, um, I'll hit you up. You can uh, let me know which one of those books you're interested in, and um, maybe you'll stop giving me shit for not drawing your name each week. So this is the first time we've done a drawing with him in it. So. I know. Well, one time, <laughs> one time he's like, "Hey, I, I signed up for the drawing," and we had already recorded. Uh, okay. His his comment never popped up, so oh, okay. his his. The name ever got in the hat. I, so. I would have to blame Facebook, right? YouTube, yeah, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. I think they're censoring you. Yeah. So I'm just saying, probably because you have a um, copyrighted name such no, as Corn. With that's a K. probably it. All right. So other than that, like we said before, uh, check out our social medias. Um, if you're on YouTube, or if you're listening on a podcast platform, it doesn't matter which one you're on. Go down right now. I'm going to take a moment of silence so you don't miss anything. Go to the bottom of the screen and hit the subscribe button and hit the, if you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. So that way we can uh, get bigger and better things to your ears. Last year, or not last year, holy shit. Last week we um, we brought you some bonus content and the, the more you guys interact with our stuff, the more we're going to be able to put out some of that bonus content and put out some extra stuff besides just this once a week program. So here, 10 seconds of silence, maybe just five, five seconds of silence. You haven't You're... been silent once. <laughs> All right. Now you're talking. Go push it now. And the silence is over. You better have pushed that button. Uh, hit that thumbs up button, hit that subscribe button because that's how uh, we get exposure and that's how we can grow this thing and make it a bigger, better thing. Other than that, um, again, facebook.com slash break the bell. Here, I'm going to pull these up if I can freaking find the button. Facebook.com slash break the bell. Twitter at break the bell dot or at break the bell pod and Instagram at break the bell pod. I'm doing worse than you at this. That's amazing. You're going to have to take over this from now on. All right. All right. I'm going to uh, study it. Better study good. I'm going to test you okay. next week. Gotcha. I'll be ready. But there we are. That's it. That's all for the intro. Do you got anything else for this intro? Or Nothing should we else for the intro. jump into this? Let's take <clears> it. We got a lot of information to hit you with. We might blow your brain matter yeah, this so week. It'll come out of your ear pods. Probably. Ear pods? Mm. Is that what Ew. you called it? Gross. I said ear holes. Ear holes. God Maybe it'll goodness. go out of your ear holes into your ear pods yes. and then leak down and out then of it. Blow out, out your. 
Okay, then. Wow. Here we go. <laughs> wow, this has been rough. All right, we're going to kick the intro for you right now. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? And once again, we are back. We are back for some more, uh, a ton of information for your ears, because there is still so much going on in the world. Yes, yes. And it's not even just the information that you're currently hearing about. I mean, we talked about the riots and the coronavirus and all that fun stuff for weeks now, mm-hmm. but um, there seems to be like so many things going on behind the scenes that we're not even aware of, and, and we kind of like to... Uh, Kind of step aside and, and see what the other hand's doing when um, everyone's screaming one thing, when the media is all covering one thing. So, yeah, I think we're both pretty fond of saying, you know, like, okay, what's the other hand doing? Right, right. And um, if you don't say that, then um, they're constantly going to be like doing stuff behind the scenes, and and you always have to keep asking yourself, like, um, like go find a different news source if. It, uh, aside from the mainstream ones, yeah. because if the mainstream is just yelling one thing all the time, go find some other information. Mm-hmm. Be- because I mean, even just like maybe look up what's really going on and yeah. like Google <laughs> that, and then see see some of this other stuff. Maybe click on some of on some of these news sources like uh, Worldwide News or or mm-hmm. some of these other tabs that, that you're not familiar with, because there is so much going on oh, yeah. aside from just coronavirus and aside from um, the the writing or the protests that still continue to go on today. Um, and definitely check out international news, because we do live in, in a globalized society now, basically. And so things that are happening around the world can affect the United States very quickly. Absolutely. Um, it seems like we are attached or we attach ourselves to everything that's going on globally. I mean, we've been doing this for at least since the early 1900s, like anything, anytime something flares up on the other side of Teddy Roosevelt, we've kind of been had our nose in the middle of shit. Right. So, um, we're just going to jump right into it because again, we have a lot to cover. Uh, the yes. very first thing we want to talk about, does everyone remember when we talked about the St. Louis couple? Do you remember the St. Louis couple? Uh, yeah, they're like the the brand new Bonnie and Clyde. The Bonnie and Clyde of modern day 2020. I'm going to pull up this image once again because everybody needs to see them. So <laughs> hang on right here. 
Yes. This is the modern day Bonnie and Clyde. They they look like they watch way too many movies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We got uh, Karen over here sporting her. It almost looks like a um, uh, 007 pistol. Would, yeah, and she's holding it all like like um, Charlie's Angel style. <laughs> <laughs> right. This was definitely a posed photo op yeah. by the people that should never have posed for this photo. <laughs> and then we've got Ken over here oh, wielding his uh, AR Rambo style. Is that even the AR? Or is that an M16? That looks like a Vietnam style. Uh, M16. That's that's a that's a low end. That's is it? like okay. my that's like my AR. It's got okay. still just like the stock hand grips. It's a the the cheapest level AR gotcha. you can buy because that's that's what mine looks like. So, there, considering it's a one point three million dollar house, he should probably have something a little bit nicer. <laughs> so there, th these people are back in the news again. Unfortunately, I mean, somebody like this should not get all the attention that they are getting because, I mean, look at them. I mean, I, I'm tired of seeing uh, they're them. They're lawyers, and, and nobody should talk about any lawyer that much. <laughs> right. So what's going on with them, Bill? What's what, what, yeah. Why are they in the news again? Well, they are being charged with felony um, possession of weapons and uh, with the intent of doing harm. And uh, the St. Louis uh, prosecutor is going after them with everything he's got. So and why why felony weapons charges? Because um, are are they not legal? Where are they do no. are they not possessing them legally? Apparently, you can't do that, and you cannot uh, draw your weapon in St. Louis to protect your property. But you can. Can you own a weapon? Um, you can own a weapon, yes. But I, I guess they're saying that that there was no threat to these people, and so they should not have brought their weapons out. Okay. Um, the fact that there's a massive mob outside your right. house, and and it's um. It's a privately gated community, so these the protesters broke through the gate to march down to the mayor's house, and these people came out of their house. But yeah, to me that would be enough. You're busting through a gated community. I mean, to me that's a threat. But, right. But for for them to stand at their front door like this was almost provoking, in yeah. my opinion, or provoking a photo op in the in the very least. Right. I did see an image. Um, I don't know if it's photoshopped or what. It was the only time I'd seen it, but there was an like a zoomed out image. I remember you showing me that. And yeah. somebody else had a like an AR style weapon. You could just see the barrel of it in the edge of the camera. Yeah, and like, I don't know if it was valid or not. Among yeah, it was among the protesters. It, in this image, it looked like one of the protesters had mm -hmm. a rifle as well. But like I said, that could have easily been photoshopped into the corner of the photo. So yeah. I don't know if that's real. Don't quote me on that. That alone would be enough for him to. In my opinion, pull a weapon to defend himself. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would go out on my front lawn, you know, no. and and brandish it Rambo no, I style. But... I would have myself barricaded in my house. Yeah. With, right. With exactly. All my weapons, yeah. not just. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sure he probably bought this at on the fly just for this photo op because yeah. he doesn't seem like the um the the weapons stock type of person. Right. No, I agree with that. He he looks like he goes and plays weekend warrior. So 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 what are they throwing at him? Um, so they are throwing at them. Let's see here. Um, first of all, it says uh, it is illegal to wave a weapon in a threatening manner. Wave wave a weapon. Yes, they're waving their weapon. Wouldn't and that be pointing a weapon in a threatening manner? I've never waved a weapon in a threatening <laughs> manner. Apparently, it is a Class E felony in St. Louis and can result to four years in prison. Oh, shit. Yeah. This guy should know this, though. He's a lawyer. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. He's a war. Um, I almost said warrior. He is not a warrior. He's, not a warrior. <laughs> He's a lawyer. Uh, but the um, the interesting part about this is the attorney general bar is getting in it. And he says, no, you know what? Um, we're going to do an investigation of the prosecutor and uh, we will pardon these people if they get uh, charged. Didn't Trump come out and say something similar yep. to? Yeah, Trump, Trump said that uh, basically he's got their back. So so it doesn't matter what happens to them. They're going to get pardoned for... Right, yeah. And I, I don't know what your thoughts about president getting involved in something like that. Um, um, I strongly support the federal government getting into less shit than they need to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let the local government, the state government decide before... I mean, if it if it's a big enough issue, then get the federal government mm -hmm. involved. I guess, it, right. I guess. But for him to just be like, it doesn't matter. Um, fuck you all. I'm just gonna go around whatever you guys say, yeah. And um, I'm gonna pardon them. Right. Yeah. To pre preemptively come out and say, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make sure he gets pardoned. So it's not a bad bit of a good deal. You're kind of shitting on the whole jurisdiction thing. And, right. Um, you know, yeah, you're not making any friends on the local level at that point, which he probably doesn't have friends there anyways, but... And, you know, he doesn't know any more about the situation than we do looking at oh, this right. picture. Yeah. He's probably only seen this picture, and he's well, like, oh, yeah. And again, we all know he gets his news from Fox News. And Twitter. Yeah, and Twitter. So he's... Whatever Fox is saying, you're only hearing one story side of the story. Um, You know, I don't know. But... Uh, but that's enough talking about this yeah. couple because again they they <laughs> need less and less coverage exactly. even though we are sitting here talking about it, i just Where? wanted to flash their picture up again because it's so ridiculous I know. I, they, there's so much you can do with that picture right there i know uh, uh, all right everybody um we're gonna have a meme meme contest <laughs> um so everyone in the facebook forum if you're a member of it if not go go look for um on facebook look for the break the bell forum and get involved in this. We're going to have a, a meme contest to see who can meme this the best. <laughs> so I like, um, I like it. Let, let's move away from this ridiculously looking couple. Yes. Um, there's some other stuff going on in the news. Uh, more Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, so, okay. First of all, um, touching on the Supreme Court. Uh, I don't know if you heard Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, she has um, cancer, liver cancer. She's falling apart. She is falling apart, and um, Democrats are hoping and praying that she makes it until Trump is auto out of office, so that they can right. put in the next. Which Supreme if she, Court judge, if she were to die now, like today, yeah, right, and Trump were to get elect, like not be reelected, they should, based on. The fit that the Democrats I was just going to mention that, yep. When yep. Obama got out of office, yes. they should sit by and wait until after the election results. Exactly. Because it's, the, what What are we, three months away from the election? Yep. Four months away? There's, based on their previous fits, they should stand true to that and hold off until the election. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I was just going to say that. If you remember from Obama's... When he was going out, yeah, there was a whole drama about it, and so yeah, I expect to look at see that happen. So. Yeah, who was the one that died when right when a, or stepped I down? Was, I don't even. It wasn't remember. Scalia? That was when no. Trump was already in office. Yeah, but I, yeah, that was a big ordeal then too for mm -hmm. the Republicans. So, I I doubt they will. I I yeah, bet yeah. you he'll try to throw in the very first person he can come up yeah. with. And, like, and and they're going to fight it, or they're not going to be, we're not going to vote on this, and he's going to throw a fit and talk, tell them that they're obstructing 
the whole process and everything. And he's everything gonna the shut this shit did. down. Yep, exactly. So that that'll be a fun show. Yeah. So <laughs> got that to look forward to. I'm hoping she holds off till after the election, just so we don't have to. Deal I know. With me that too. Ordeal. I really don't want to hear about that shit anymore. <laughs> that was four years ago. Yeah. Um, okay. So the other part of that is apparently the Supreme Court came out and said. Half of Oklahoma is actually an Native American reservation. <laughs> like half the entire state of ha- Oklahoma. Half of the the east half of the state, they apparently belongs to um, five of the um, let's see five uh, indigenous peoples nations, uh, including the Creek Nation, uh, the Cherokee, uh, and uh, there is one point eight million white people, including the city of Tulsa with a population Holy of four hundred thousand. In the native lands. So do they all got to get their asses out or (laughs) how does that work? They're going to have to negotiate some kind of treaty. (laughs) It should be really interesting. So I think uh, everybody kind of their jaw dropped when they found out the Supreme Court was going to uphold that. But it's a treaty that's been there since like the 1800s. So what made them reevaluate this today? There was a rape of a, a Cherokee woman. And they said that um, it did not happen within, um, like, a jurisdiction of the tribes. And so the tribes took it to the Supreme Court to fight that. And the tribe looked at the, or the Supreme Court looked at the treaty and said, uh, you know what? They're right. This is their land. And uh, nothing refutes that from the time that the treaty was made until now. So we're going to side with the tribal nation. And, um, yeah, they own half the state. <laughs> what what are the implications of that? I'm not really sure what all yeah. goes on on it. Like, what is implied when a section is declared a Native American reservation? Like, we, we saw with Mount Rushmore that they yeah. had sovereign rule. And we had talked about this right after the 4th of July, that technically... Trump shouldn't have gone there if the if the uh, leader, the president of that tribe, yeah. said no, he shouldn't have gone there because they have sovereign rules. I mean, half of a freaking state. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Like where do well, you? I, I believe there's start? even. I mean, I believe there's even an army base sitting on that side of the state. So, um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how that. I I don't know how they're going to do the um the treaty, but um, so, they're gonna have to kiss some ass. The the case of the Oklahoma City bombing should be reopened and tried right. on as na- on Native American territory, and they yeah. sh- they should re yeah that's retry uh, that yeah it's I think that's a hate crime now. Yep, I I, I agree. Um, just just allowing that to be reopened could be insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. Okay, so <clears throat> looking at this, actually, apparently there's a Native American who is convicted. And charged with the rape. And this ruling actually overturns that rape conviction. The guy's been in jail for uh, the last two decades. Oh, wow. So um, this, so this rape is not happened a, recent a long rape. time ago. Yeah, it was quite a while ago. Okay. So, so it's... Back in 97, it looks like. So it's then going to be overturned and then turned over to the tribes to... Yeah, to... jurisdiction? Yeah, do their, to do their justice on it, but... Um, yeah, I don't know how they're going to work out the whole land lines and everything because, you know, a reservation is considered sovereign mm-hmm. like its own nation, basically. So as that develops, we will keep you updated because we both have no freaking clue where this is going to go. <laughs> I, I bet it lends presidents again. 
Mm-hmm. How many treaties have been voided over the last 200 years, 100 right. years, because, you know, white people breaking the treaties, you know, and if they came back on this one, it, it let, opens a, a whole new door to give all kinds of land and reparations back to Native people. So, so this could be really interesting. Another... Mm-hmm. Another tack onto the year that is 2020. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, if it's technically their land, by all means. Absolutely. Right. I, I fully support them taking back control of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, moving on from there, um, we had yeah. some some more fun-filled Donald Trump-isms yes. going on. So, you remember all that nasty noise when they were like, oh, well, we want Obama to release his birth certificate? Yeah. And Trump, yeah, Trump was one church. of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, karma's a bitch because they're coming back and they want Trump to release his tax returns. And uh, he's been fighting against that for five years now. He has, yes. And the Supreme Court finally came out and said, yep, he's got to show them. It's part of public record. And uh, so that that's a thing. So now the Democrats, they're pushing the Supreme Court because they want they want them released now. They want them released before the election. Well, obviously. And Trump is... Filing appeals and all kind of legal finagling, trying to get things pushed off for a while. Right, and uh, and Democrats are a little pushed or pissed uh, because Supreme Court actually came out today and said, uh, "Sorry, you're going to have to wait the uh, the normal legal time for litigation. We can't. We're not going to rush this." Wow. So, well, the Supreme Court has so many cases that they got to try. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, this is a big deal, but. It's probably not at the top of their agenda, well, especially a more Republican-leaning Supreme Court. Yeah. Well, and there there is actually a law that says that um, um, the the Senate cannot demand a president's tax returns unless they have they have good reason. Right. They believe that he's com- committed a crime or some kind of evasion or something mm-hmm. that his taxes need to be looked at closely and audited, and um, and so that's something that. The Supreme Court came out with that now the Democrats have to find out, okay, what are we going to use to try to get these taxes released? Mm-hmm. Well, on the uh, the flip side of that, the president probably wouldn't put up this much of a fight to release well, his records yeah, right, if there right. wasn't something yeah. there. Yeah. Just, well, he, he basically said that, I mean, you, you can come back at me and be like, well, that's his free freedom of... Like he has that right to say that whether he's a criminal or not, you can't just say that just because he's not wanting to release information that right. he's committing a crime. However, on the flip side, basically Donald Trump said that about Obama. It's like, right. well, if there if he has nothing to hide, why won't he show exactly. his birth certificate? Yeah. So I and, I mean it's again yeah. two sides of the coin. Exactly. It's like <laughs> if, if you're pushing on one side, you bet you gotta know that you're gonna get the same yeah. scrutiny on the other side. And you know it's. I'm sorry, you're a public servant. Your taxes should be open. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just are. I mean, that's one of the things. If you're going to be a politician, I mean, I think every politician's taxes should be on the table. Right. I I, I do. I mean, in their fi- financial dealings. And absolutely stuff. right. Because you know, again, most of them aren't millionaires when they go into office, and <laughs> they leave as multi-millionaire, almost billionaire, and they usually jump right into a lobbying job or some other corporate kind of job. And so it's like, or they do nothing like the Obamas and end up somehow being millionaires. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, so that will come out probably, I would think in the next couple of weeks, they're going to develop I, that. But I'm I, his, thinking they're going to try to use that as their October surprise. Yeah. They're going to yeah. pop out with that in October and try to be like, oh, 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 look what he did. 
Yeah, it's like the WikiLeaks of 2016. Exactly, exactly. Um, last thing on Trump is, um, and this something we're just going to touch on to keep an eye on, um, but um, they continue to build the narrative that Trump's not going to accept the election results. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to be forced out of office. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, watching the news, you ever watch, do you ever watch pro wrestling? Uh, I've, I've seen a little bit, bits and pieces here and there. I used to love it in the eighties and early nineties. Back when it was good. Back before it was good. (laughs) Back before HDTV when you could actually see how how unreal it is. (laughs) Exactly. But so what part of the setup was you'd have the announcers like that are announcing the match and basically things that they would say would cue the wrestlers take the match in a different mm-hmm. direction. And so I feel like they're building this narrative. So come November, you know, if say Trump wins or say Trump loses because of, you know, vote in write in votes or whatever, you know, the mail in ballots and Trump's like, no, I want to recount. They're going to be like, Oh, 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 look, look, he doesn't want to leave office. Right. You right. know, he, he's a despot. He's a tyrant or, you know, tyranny. We got to get him out. Yeah. So, well, this has been going on for a few weeks. Me and you have kind of been following it. Um, yeah. One of his former business partners or former friends or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the the co-author of his book. Mm-hmm. He came out and had said, this guy is crazy, which the guy yeah. co-wrote a book with him. Right, yeah. And just now in 2020, four years into his presidency, he's coming out and saying how narcissistic and crazy yeah. he is. It's like, why, where were you five four or five years ago when he was yeah. running the first time why weren't you saying this stuff but yeah he was one of the first ones i was just like if um the election doesn't go towards trump he he's not going to go out easily yeah. you're you're basically going to have to send in the national guard and force him out yeah then hillary clinton came out last week i think and said the same narrative it's just like repetition repetition it's yep. like if you hear it enough times people start to believe it especially yep. people who hate trump already right, right. so hillary comes out on a talk show, like, I don't, it wasn't The View, or it might have been like Good Morning America or something, and she was saying the same thing. I don't think he's going to go down easy, and I think he's going to get foreign um, involvement into the election, like like how she pushed the Russians did last time. And um, I think if he does lose, he's not going to, he's not going to willingly give up the election, or he's going to push this whole um, voter fraud mm-hmm. storyline, and then you got Biden saying that Joe Biden's not going to go out easily. Either. <laughs> so no, no Joe, Joe Joe Biden is determined to kick Joe Biden's ass. <laughs> he has said he has said that Joe, when when we beat Joe Biden, no, but no, he did he did spit the same narrative that Trump's yeah. not going to go easy too. So. Yeah, and this was actually it was an uh, an interview I think with Fox News. Where they said, um, you know, would you ex- are you going to accept the election? And mm-hmm. and he said something about how Hillary never accepted the results of the election, and then went on to say that he he's not. He said, "I'm not a good loser," mm-hmm. and he said that um, we'll have to see what happens. Right. So um, so he's kind of building on that himself because he doesn't have the common sense to, you know, be like I'll respect the process. Right. Right. And um, even when he was running. For the Republican ticket, I remember when they said, if you're not nominated, are you going to respect the nominee? Yeah. And he basically, he, he went around for a while saying yeah. that, because they didn't want him to run as an independent because right. he was so popular that he would probably kick the Republicans' ass. Yeah. Um. So, but he did finally yeah, accept I, that and say, yeah. I, I think that was a deal he made with the Republican Party. He to, had you know, to say that in order to get their support. Mm-hmm. So, And so... 
Yeah, there's this narrative going around. There's a, there's a weird narrative I, I want to get into maybe closer to the election and maybe as things progress, but you'll see this weird narrative against Trump or almost, and, and I had commented, I think it was on a Twitter post or a Facebook post, I had said, there there's a coup in the air, it seems mm-hmm. like, because of some of this these narratives going around. Yep. We've got the, um, who was the former um, um, DOJ guy? Uh, the Secretary of Defense guy, uh, Mattis. Yes. He was coming out against yeah. Trump, and there's some parallels yeah. with with former um, ousting or ousting attempts of presidents back mm-hmm. in in the early, I think yeah. it was 40s, 50s, right. where there, um, these big government businesses were wanting to oust the president and oust the the government and set up more of like a dictator style yeah. thing. So um, well, we we'll have to build on that. that because yeah, there's, there's something there. And um, the um, John Kasich, do you remember him? He was the mm-hmm. uh, um, former uh, Republican governor of Ohio. Okay. And he ran for president last yeah, time. I remember him. He is actually speaking at the uh, democratic national convention against Trump. What? Yeah. And he ran as a Republican. Yes. Weird. So, yes. so there, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. As you could tell from what we talked about earlier and talk bashing on Trump, we are not Trump supporters, but I am also definitely against um the ousting of a an elected president. Yeah. And so um yeah. Well it's amazing to me. We're we're what, at the tail end of July mm-hmm. in a presidential election year <laughs> and nobody's talking about the election. You're not seeing any debates that right. are set. Because of Corona. Right. Yeah. But it's just uh, amazing to me. I mean, any other year, I mean, all it was was debates. and, and That's all they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And, and they're uh, not talking at all about it right now. Really. And again, I, I don't think that's an accident. No. No, absolutely not. So, like I said, we, we will keep updating you like closer to the election as we see things. And um, just keep your eye out for stuff like that. Because um, when you hear something repeated over and over and over again, it it's almost like they're telling a story mm-hmm. preemptively yeah. to get your minds kind of focused on that or get that idea yeah. in your head. It's like whenever I watch a football game, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this kicker, he he's, hasn't missed a kick in, in, in 20 years. You know, he, he's he's like like 100 for 100. And, and I'm like, shit, he's going to fucking kick <laughs> and he goes shank up it. And <laughs> kicks it right into the goal. Uh, yeah, uh, sure enough. Uprights. <laughs> So uh, let's move away from that. We we got several things to cover still. Um, the big thing that's really going on right now that no, I mean, people are talking about it, but the majority of the public isn't focusing on is um, this stuff that's going on overseas. But first, uh, Bill, you wanted me to pull up these images because yeah. they... So I don't know if you guys remember uh, right before New Year's, right? <clears throat> And this meme started going around about how there has been a pandemic like every hundred years in the in the twenty of the century, right? So like eighteen twenty, nineteen twenty. Yeah, this one here says, "What is that? Eighteen twenty, bubonic plague carried by rats and fleas. In fourteen twenties, the Black Death breakout. Um, in fifteen twenties, Aztec Empire destroyed by smallpox. Um, the sixteen twenties, almost all of the Mayflower passengers died of." disease infections and then 1720s great plague of Mar- marcel marcel marseille marseille sorry i'm uh, not french <laughs> no it's good um 1820s cholera epidemic 
And then 1920s LA. Which 1920s was around the Spanish flu also, so. In the 1820s? Yeah. Yeah. 1920s. Uh, well, then the bubonic plague, yeah, it says in the 1820s at the top. I'm assuming that's That's got to be six, 1520s, I think. Oh, I can't see what that says. There's an X in front of it. Why do they put an X? Anyway, um, 1920s LA Funomic plague, and then in 2020, the Wuhan virus outbreak, which was actually in 2019 because that's yes, why it's COVID-19, but it hit here in right. 2020. So yeah. the, this meme set has a guy, I'm not sure, what's he from? I don't know. Whatever movie that's from. He says, I'm beginning to see a pattern here that I'm not so sure I like. And then at the bottom, I'm that looks like Slim Shady. Yeah, it looks like it. He says, something's wrong, I can feel it. So Yeah, and you know, we saw that, <clears throat> and we just kind of laughed it off. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, whatever, you know. I mean, that, that is kind of crazy. And, but... and that was actually before the Wuhan had filled in that blank, before it was just mm-hmm. a blank space. Right. And um, and so, yeah, here we are, you know, we're fighting the coronavirus, right? Yep. So, this one popped uh, a couple weeks ago. Hang on, let me pull this up. Your video just kind of moved on my screen, oh, so. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. All right. <clears throat> so this one talks about events that happened like in the early 30s, right? Leading up to mm-hmm. the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Right. Talks about the French holding the World Cup. 1938. And then Australian brush fires. In 39. And then uh, cancellation of the Tokyo Olympics. In 1940. Okay, now it jumps to more recent. Well, then in 1941, it says Japan attacked Pearl right, Harbor. Right, Pearl Harbor, right. Okay. And so then it jumps to the modern events, right, which is uh, France wins the World Cup. In 2018 versus 1938. Yes. 2019. It talks about the uh, Australian brush fires. Again. And then it talks about... Um, 2020. Cancel- oh, cancellation of Tokyo Olympics. So it's like year by year by year, exactly parallel to the 38, 39, 40 is 2008, 2009, or 18, 19, and 20. And then it's 21... <laughs> Yeah, and so when I saw that, I had to send it to you, and I'm like, I'm kind of taking the shit seriously this time. <laughs> right, 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 because it, so 38, 39, 40 were exactly the same as 18, 19, 20, but then in 41, Japan attacked Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. so then in 21, it says, I don't like where this is going. Right, exactly. And that's exactly what you said to me, is, I don't I don't like this. Yeah. And so that that gets us into what's actually going on. You got You take a look at this stuff, it's like, well... Um, there's no way something like that, like Pearl Harbor, could happen now. Right. What's going on over on in in right. the Eastern Asia right now? So one of the reasons why we got bombed by Japan was because we were trying to stop their their expansion through the South Pacific. Well, now we jump to today, okay, and uh, about a couple weeks ago. There have been several articles where um, India and China have clashing over border disputes. There's um, a piece of land um, in the Ladakh province. It's 90,000 square kilometers, and there's been border clashes. Uh, 20 soldiers were killed, and now India is, through a show of force, trying to fly their jets through the area to make China know that, okay, you know, we're not backing down, right? So China's trying to expand in that direction. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you jump over and... Well, first, let, let me ask yeah. real quick. How long has this stuff been going on with um, China and India? Like, has this been a disputed area for a while? Or is this, like, just something all of a sudden they're like, wait, that that's our land? Right. It it, it has been, but they kind of, like, had kind of a, um, like, a silent piece about it. Like, right. Like, okay, you know, we don't really care. We're not using that anyways, so mm-hmm. you guys go ahead. And so India has kind of 
existed on that piece of land. Right. And But now China is starting to push, and they're like, no, you know what? Uh, second thought, we want that. And it's it's up in the, the mountains. I mean, it's really not much you can do with it, to be mm-hmm. honest, except for it's going to give you cushioning against any foreign invaders. Right. So you got that aspect of it. Okay. You got um, um, China is now laying uh, claim to some islands that are in the South Pacific, mm-hmm. um, which they sh- kind of had been disputing with a Japan over. Okay. So, But now China is pushing forward and they're like, you know what? We're going to take those from you. And Japan's like, wait, what? And to kind of push the issue, China has been running um, war games with Russia in the seas off of the coast of Japan and flying jets over the, the skies of Japan. And they've been doing this with Russia now. Okay. It's just like, it's so sporadic. It's like this disputed land for, like I said, what yeah, decades right. or uh, next to a century, all of a sudden they're, they're being provocative all the way across, right. all, across yeah. the border. It's not just one air, one country they're disputing with. It's like, yeah. We're going to provoke everybody around us. Right, because they're also laying claim to some islands that Taiwan has a claim over. Mm-hmm. And so now Taiwan is trying to show a force, and they're sailing through there trying to say, no, these are ours. And China's like, you don't even use them. We want them. Right. right. So then you have this big push, and I'm sure you guys have heard about it, where China has had this deal with Hong Kong. Where they it was supposed to be two country or I'm sorry one country two systems, so Hong Kong was a part of China but they were allowed to have their own government. Mm-hmm. Well now China's come in and said no we don't think so we're gonna go ahead and, and implement control. Right. So they go in and they start destroying anything that mentions democracy in Hong Kong. Because Hong Kong was originally what a British colony. It was yeah it was a British colony and then um. What was it? The eighties. They had. They were separated from China for a while. They had it was some for kind quite of treaty. A while. Yeah, and then I think it was. Um, it was mid nineties that they went back. Because yeah, I, I, I remember when they went back. Yeah, and China's pretty much left them alone. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's been pretty much like the the two play, like the one country, but two separate. What What was the? the yeah, it the, was. It's a two. Um, one country, two systems. Yeah, is so, what it was called. So they've allowed them to be, do their own thing, but they're still. China. They're right. still part of China. Right. Well, not anymore. Now, China has been pushing this very um, extreme anti-terrorism, anti-subversion rules mm-hmm. that um, by even mentioning, like, wanting to go to another country, you can get life in prison now. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the these big uh, things that uh, the U.S. is pushing back on, like... In, right. I, I, because um, it's... Because it's like battling against democracy or whatever. Right. Yeah. Democratic government. So they've been, um, so the United States signed, um, it's an anti autonomous law, basically saying that um, they're going to penalize any bank that does business with Beijing um, because, you know, Beijing is the one that's forcing this rule upon Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And that's pissed China off because, you know, they're in competition with the United States for trade and, and commercial reasons. And so they said, okay, look, we're going to respond in every way possible to get you to reverse this. Mm-hmm. Okay. On top of that, you have five nations that have come out 
You have Great Britain, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and the United States. And we have articles about all this stuff. Yeah, that we do. We don't have time to read through all the articles. I will uh, do my best to post some of these articles in the show notes so you guys can read this, yeah. this for yourself. Um, we'll cover some of them, but we're going to just kind of glaze through a lot of it because there's so much information. Like I said, it's right. every, pretty much every country right. versus China that China's against right, right. now, they're, they're instigating. And it's, it's this has been going on for the last three, four months, but because everybody's focused on COVID, no one's been paying attention. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you got these five nations, right? Canada, United Nations, New Zealand, Australia, United States, which is odd because they're all kind of tied into Britain. But anyways, they're all coming out and they've offered asylum to Hong Kong, right? Well, China does not want people leaving Hong Kong. And right. so and I and I had read about this. There's actually a hundred thousand Australians that live in Hong Kong. Currently. Really? Yes. I didn't Apparently realize. they they're pretty much open borders with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, now China is telling Australia, UK, you know, you guys need to back off or else we're gonna retaliate against right. you. So now there's been an arms buildup in the South Pacific. Taiwan, Australia, and Japan have started building up arms to be ready to take on China if need be. Mm-hmm. Well, China has kind of come out a, in particular against Japan right. and said, look. <laughs> I can pull up that one if you want. Yeah, do that yeah, one. Just like, keep talking while I look for that one. Okay. They kind of come out and said, look, um, you're a peaceful country. You're going against your own religious values by pushing a, a military force. Mm-hmm. Don't do this because you know you're you're not going to like the way it ends up. And, and but they do it really condescendingly. Right. You know? Here it is, right here. This says uh, if you can't see it, this article is from World News. Um, it's well, this is not World News. Is not the site. I can't see the name of the site. This is from, it looks like UPI, UPI News, World News from UPI. Um, So this says, uh, China warns Japan against new military plans. It says, China warned warned Japan against pursuing a new national security strategy following reports of discussions of Tokyo's National Security Council. Like you said, they're they're building up arms, which they haven't done, what, since the 40s? Right. Since basically World War II? Basically weren't allowed to because of the accords from World War II and... Mm -hmm. I think uh, – so this is like their first arms buildup in a long time. So this says Be- Beijing Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lijian said Wednesday at a regular press briefing that the world news of of hidden intentions uh, – he's talking about hidden intentions when asked to comment about reported developments in Japan. He says people of the world know of the intentions of Sima Zhao. Do you know who that is at all? Yeah, that's the Japanese uh, equivalent of the guy you just read. So Okay. Uh, it says, the Chinese spokesman said, referring to a military general who ruled during the Three Kingdoms period of China. So look him up. I guess there's some historical background that he's kind of paralleling with here. That um, He's saying China, um, all the people kind of know this guy's story, and this is kind of where this is, seems to be going. Yeah, he's coming out and saying uh, basically like, you know, don't, don't follow the path of uh, – like George W. Bush. Right. Basically. <laughs> it says, according to the Chronicles of Ancient Chinese History, Sima Zhao crushed internal opposition and took control of the state of Cao Wei, which had been seized by his father, Sima Yi. It says, Zhao said for historical reasons, Japan... <laughs> says, Zhao said for historical reasons, Japan's neighbors are wary of trends in Japan's military and security. Some people in Japan are using external threats as an excuse to loosen military restrictions like we talked about 
from the, their restrictions from, from post-World War II. Right. Zhao said referring to Tokyo's recent moves to amend its pacifist constitution. <clears throat> and this is where he gets really condescending mm. towards Japan. He says, we want Japan to accept the lessons of history with all its heart and adhere to the principle of an exclusively defensive security policy. <laughs> In addition, China wants Japan to continue walking on the past path of peaceful development. So it, it seems like he he's saying this like so nicely, like mm -hmm. we just want to remind you yeah. to to search your heart deeply <laughs> and just stick with being defensive. Yeah. But what we know he's actually saying is, stop doing this or else. Right. Like, stop it. Yeah. Just stop. Because we are a bigger country than you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's another, like, uh, almost threatening mm -hmm. type stance that they're taking. Even though it, it sounds like kind of a peaceful sentence, you know, there's the yeah. the or, or if, or the, the what if, yeah. the or and else it, it, It's scenario. like when your kid has a water gun and is threatening to shoot you and you're like, you can do it. But Go ahead. I'm not going to be responsible for yeah. what happens. Do that to my kids all the time when they're yeah. like, "Dad, I'm going to do this," and it's like, "Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead." But uh, just remember last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want you to remember last time. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yeah. um, and again, Japan is feeling threatened because you know you have they have Korea on one side, you know, who's been threatening interballistic missiles for. Been shooting years. them over Japan, right? Yeah, years. exactly. Which is just bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then you know you got China, who's now you know they've been basically running aren't war games with Russia in the in the Japanese seas and skies mm -hmm. around it. And um, you know, so yeah, I mean, Japan's feeling a little threatened. However, not to go on the defense for China, but however, how many times has um the U.S. and Japan done war games near the coast of China oh, yeah, against their wishes. Yeah. And on top of that, if China were to, say, um, make some deal with our autonomous zone in Seattle and be like, right. look, um, we'll give you free pass here if thing if the shit hits the fan, we'll give you free, free pass here. Obviously, the U.S. is going to have a problem with that, too. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, they are being provocative, yeah. but on the flip side, we would be doing the same damn thing. Right. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We would. But, but I don't know if we'd be threatening every country that borders well, us. Well, yeah, right. But and, when you have enough manpower that if you go to war, you could throw lines and lines and lines of people, millions of your people could get decimated, and you'd still come out on right. top because you have that much more well, <laughs> human, and human power. And what does it take, though, to get freaking Australia to build up their mm -hmm. arms? I mean— they don't go build up arms against anybody. And who has a who has beef with Canada? Right? Yeah. Well, okay, so apparently there's a um Huawei scientist. Let me make sure. Yeah. A Huawei scientist that uh Canada is detaining. Um uh, did I say Huawei scientist? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That Canada is detaining because they believe uh, um that they are a um a spy. Okay. And so China wants their guy back. And Canada says, no, no, we're not going to release him. So, yeah, so now China's like, okay, you're going to make us do something we don't want to do because mm -hmm. you're holding one of our nationals. And so... So, again, they're not saying, but they're saying. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, okay, so then also, on top of that, you have these um, these Muslim, um, this Muslim minority, right, that's China is now carting off to work camps. Mm-hmm. And so there's like drone footage of this. Yeah, thing. there's drone footage of these people being blindfolded 
being loaded onto trains mm. to be taken. Now, the bitch of this is <laughs> apparently what they're making at these work camps are masks for COVID-19. To send to the U- U.S. Yes, to send to the United States. <laughs> so, of course. So, so, so we're kind of participating in this somehow. Right, yeah. There's There are corporations in the United States that seems to be okay with this. And so apparently the the UN had, the human rights council has looked into this and said you know we don't see a problem we're going to allow it right yeah of course and the, the UN said this yeah the UN yep, said this because because well because because Trump pulled us out of the world health organization and because he's kind of stonewalling the UN mm-hmm. somebody has to fill that vacuum and China has come in with financial support to the UN and to the world health organization and now has become the big dog All right and so, so they can pull the strings of the they UN can now. Pull the strings of the UN, and yeah. So, so now they're not. They're turning a blind eye to this. They're turning a blind eye to Hong Kong and allowing all this shit to happen. And so, um, things are just building up big time in the South Seas. And on top of that, again, Russia is a a ally of China. Russia is because COVID and everything with COVID, all the shutdowns. It's created kind of an oil crisis, okay, in Asia and Europe. Right. China is trying to build two major pipelines that will take things out from the Arctic and bring it in, bypassing Europe. Mm-hmm. The United States is blocking that. They're saying, no, you're not going to be doing this. Sorry. What's the reason for blocking it? Um, because it's going to put a hurt on our allies in Europe. Okay. So it'll make the countries in Europe much more dependent on Russia for their, their oil. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, that's why the United States is kind of standing in their way, which is pissing Russia off because, you know, again, Russia is very big on their, their oil and being able to farm that out to the European countries and jack the prices up any way they want to. So, so it seems that clear lines are being drawn here. Yes. You've got the two, aside from the U S two probably biggest countries, Mm-hmm. specifically and in, in people wise definitely the biggest country of china and yeah. then russia the are the superpower that we've battled with for how many right. decades now yeah and so it's the two of them is there anybody else on their side that's taken side is I north mean, korea like well siding I, with them? iran is iran is a uh, ally of russia of russia and yes and um uh venezuela Okay. Uh, I don't know if you read a couple weeks ago, the United States actually stopped a tanker coming from Iran heading to Venezuela. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Apparently it was, um, it had like, uh, some ammunition and some oil and stuff on it. And so the United States prevented that from getting to Venezuela. So I think they're trying to create kind of some, some friends like on the Western hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we definitely have lines being drawn for. What could lead to a cold war? What could lead to a hot war? What could lead to just about right. any of it? It's something to keep an eye on for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I mentioned it. Like I said, I've been keeping my eye on the area. And whenever you see countries like Australia um, and Taiwan start building up their military forces. Right. And, and Japan now, who hasn't for almost 100 right. years. And even China has increased spending on military four times of what they were spending 10 years ago. To right. try to build up. And it definitely seems like they're trying to use COVID to kind of expand their territory in the Pacific right now. And you got China, um, like I said, antagonizing all these countries around them for yeah. what seems to be no reason 
Right. At this moment. Yeah, yeah, they have legitimate claims to certain territories, right. supposedly. But why now? Right. And why right. collectively all at the same time? Yeah. So they're being provocative, sort of how Japan was back right. in the 40s or the 30s, mm-hmm. like with their, their island campaigns. Mm-hmm. And then you have the U.S. who is always poking the bear at right. the people that any in any way oppose them especially now that trump's in the office he's going to poke every bear that he can yeah so i mean this could blow up faster than world war ii ever blew up just because of the people that are in place right now and that's when you know when he saw the meme and it leaves the blank there where bombing pearl harbor would be Mm -hmm. it's just like oh fuck (laughs) well just just look at the acceleration of media today back then um, we didn't get the news that Japan was um, right. taking over another island except by letter or by telegram. Maybe maybe there was like telegram communications overseas. I don't know if that existed or not. Yeah, yeah there was. But um, it was much slower than now where you can mm-hmm. just all of a sudden send out a quick article on on the internet and all of a sudden everyone jumps to all these conclusions and it blows up big anyway, just because of the conclusions that get blown up. So the acceleration of media is going to accelerate, um, an instigation or a provocation like this way faster than it ever would have back in, um, the forties, the thirties. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, that's definitely something we need to keep our eye on. Uh, you got any more, do you you want to pull up any more articles on that or, um, Uh, no, like you said, we can just post some kind of in the, in the um underneath there so So, yeah again this is stuff that is going on aside from COVID 19 corona aside from the race wars that are are happening today but i mean yes these articles are hitting the news sites Mm -hmm. but they're not hitting the 24-hour media they're not hitting um all the facebook posts and no nobody's Mm -hmm. like talking about this shit because um the media is screaming one thing and screaming this narrative which I guess you could say there's a lot of legitimacy to, um, like, the Black Lives Matter stuff yeah. and to COVID-19. However, this stuff seems really big, and yeah. it could and, go bad really fast. And again, this is stuff that's on the international newswire, mm-hmm. you know, but you're not seeing on the mainstream media right. anywhere in the United States. No, because they don't want you to look at that. Right. Don't, don't, don't look over here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, look, look into some of this stuff. The, the only saving grace or interesting part, is, which would be interesting, is the United States economy is very much tied up with China's. Mm-hmm. And so – and maybe that's, you know, something – it's like incentive. Like you don't want right. to cut that last string because we have no reason to not go all out at that point. Well, um, I was reading an article that was saying, is this going to become the next Cold War? And um, there was different experts on both sides saying this could easily turn into a Cold War – um, separate ideologies, like kind of a battle of the ideologies, sure. kind of how we were with uh, the Soviet Union, Russia. Mm-hmm. The difference was uh, that we didn't have the economic ties to Russia like right. we do to China. Okay. So it could be, it could hold us back from going into a Cold War or it can make relations blow up that much bigger, right. quicker because we have such a strong, like you said, economic tie to China that we yeah. never, ever had with Russia. We were never dependent on Russia for 99% of our right. um, our imports yeah. like we are with China. And plus, the United States owns China how many trillions of dollars? Right. I mean, they, so, they own most of the United States debt, right. which is a scary thought. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like 
the Cold War of the 50s all the way through the 80s, but it's different because we've gone so many years just lazily accepting this economic mm-hmm. pull from uh from China. So now we kind of <laughs> we're kind of slaves to China, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um how, how many businesses would have to completely revamp their structure when they can't I mean Trump's been trying to right put tariffs and stuff on China, so it's kind of shifting. Yeah. But it's going to take a shit ton to shift oh, yeah. away from depending on China. If we were to go to even a Cold War scenario with China where um like with Cuba or Russia where there's embargoes or like mm-hmm. laws that says we can no longer trade with these countries. Yeah. Let alone a hot war where we're actually fighting these individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, you know, I'm I'm really surprised that uh you know, and I, no one is talking about you know the this um Muslim minorities that are being shipped away to these mm-hmm. these concentration camps because it's getting covered up like right. yeah like you said the rest of the world's not because the un's covering it up and right. turning a blind eye to it we're noticing it probably because we're kind of um at odds with china so mm. they're going to show us a little bit of that but it's not mainstream that's oh, for sure. right yeah absolutely i mean it, they were talking about like basic genocide i can't think of the word for it it wasn't like actually killing them but they, they take these these um minorities prisoner and they would um um what's the word not castrate them, but castrate them. Like right, make yeah. them um, impotent or right, yeah, kind of make them infertile. Infertile, yeah. yeah. Uh, so sterilization, yeah. Right, so yeah. forced sterilization of of these these people. So over time, it, it's genocide because they're mm-hmm. just going to die off if they can't have children. Obviously, right. so the, all this inhumane stuff is going on, and nobody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and it's interesting because. Um, you know, the NBA had come out and said that players can wear social justice shirts mm-hmm. when they play like Black Lives Matters or I Can't Breathe or something like that. They have banned players from wearing anything that mentions Hong Kong or China. I that I don't understand that at all. Yeah, well, I, I think China has a big market of NBA. Mm-hmm. I think that they very big televised market for China. So a lot of bullshit going on. Um, we're kind of getting close to the end of this first hour, probably over this first hour. So uh, I think we're going to wrap it up for now on this China stuff. Uh, definitely keep an eye on out, out for that. We Again, w- with all this stuff, as it unfolds, we're going to uh, talk about it more, um, especially this stuff here that seems like it could unfold really rapidly. Right, yeah. So anything else you wanted to say before we going to go ahead and hit hit a break real quick? Nope, I think we're good. All right, we're going to jump to break. We're going to get back in with another topic here um, real quick. And, and it's a doozy. It is. This one might completely blow your mind. Yeah, if the last one got you boiling, this one's going to take you over. Go get yourself a drink because you're going to need it. <laughs> and uh, be back here in the next couple minutes after this break. And we will see you in just a second. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. As we promised, we were going to be back. Yes, we did promise. And we don't like to break our promises. No, I, I never do. Never do. And we know you guys want to hear all the stuff that we have to say. Yes. We got so much more stuff to talk about. Um, as I kind of led into, uh, before we went to break, that we're going to kind of shift courses, as we usually do in the second hour. We'd like mm-hmm. to kind of touch on the historical stuff or not the historical the, the the current event stuff in the first half and then maybe hit on some more topical stuff mm-hmm. afterwards and kind of dig a little deeper and stuff that we've not necessarily dug into before now and we probably we assume that not too many other people have really even considered yeah. or dug into as well not saying that anything against you it's just not stuff that most people generally just think of in their heads and it's not a lot of things that pop up on the news and most people they dig into the things that pop up on the news primarily so so we we, i mentioned that we're gonna kind of look at this uh whole push for this cashless society thing that's going on it seems to be um kind of accelerating now with coronavirus and yeah. um, people not wanting to touch your dirty money and um, your wads of pocket, wet, yeah. sweaty pocket cash with yeah. all this virus stuff that's going on. You had kind of seen a little bit of this because you're the one yeah. that brought this to my attention and right. got got our brains kind of spiked. Yeah. In this. So when I was on vacation uh, down in Gulf Shores, I had noticed that some a lot of the gas stations um, and stuff, there were signs that said, you know, Due to a U.S. coin shortage, uh, you know, use exact change or uh, use debit card. There were some places I went that said we do not take, we don't take cash right now because of the shortage. We're taking debit card or ATM card or mm-hmm. uh, credit cards. There were signs like this, like they were like all over the place, right? And and then even as I was, I was coming back to Iowa. We had stopped at some gas stations like in Illinois and stuff, and there were signs that, that were there. And I was like, wow, this is really weird. I had never seen these before. Mm-hmm. And now they've started showing up in Iowa at different places Right. that, you know, again, no shortage of change. Try to use exact change or a debit card or ATM card or um, a credit card. And um, it just seems really odd to me. And I, I had heard that, you know, because, okay, banks were closed down. The uh, Fed stopped, you know, making coins and whatever. But you and I know from looking into it that there's been a push towards this for quite a while now. Yeah. Yeah. You look in other countries and it's been being pushed even harder mm-hmm. over the last few years than here. And before we get into it, don't think we're we're people that just carry around cash and keep it under our mattress all the time and we're just completely no, against debit cards and stuff. Yeah, our our brains kind of think that way, but it's just not yeah. convenient, obviously. <laughs> right now, I think it said that less than 10% of people's transactions are tr- cash transactions. Mm-hmm. However, that being said, getting rid of that 10% is not a good idea, even though it's yeah. only 10%. And we're going to get into the reasons why. Um this cashless society is a, a horrible idea, and um, there's some some minor reasons that that mainstream news articles are talking about, and then we we stumbled into some like really big things, which is kind of where my brain was pushing anywhere. Yeah, right. That's kind of where I was going to. I just I couldn't make the the coherent thoughts yeah. until I stumbled across this one article that I'll, we'll we'll pull up towards the end here. But to get into it, to start with, um, this is an article from the L.A. Times. It's titled, As Coronavirus Surges, More Stores Are Going Cashless, and the Price Tag is Racism. 
Again, they're throwing around the term racism at everything. They kind of make a legitimate point here, though, so so bear with me. And it's not just <clears throat> minor, minority races. It's, it's just minorities in general um, that are going to be affected by this. Um, it says, it starts out with a quote from a sign, kind of like what you had seen. It says, please, no cash payment at this time. Credit card and ca- contactless payment only. So contactless payment like Venmo or like right. the, the pay with your phone type apps and stuff like that. It says, none of the baristas want to handle wads of potentially contagious dollar bills that customers pull from their pockets, especially with some counties halting or reversing their reopening plans and officials from other counties openly worrying that California is starting to lose the battle against COVID-19. So this is LA Times, so this is going to be based around California. It says, early on, in fact, Governor Gavin Newsom's administration advised retailers to install payment systems that let people pay from afar to minimize opportunities for the coronavirus spread. And in response, cash wasn't accepted when public golf courses reopened in the city of Los Angeles, nor when a smattering of businesses, smattering, that's a interesting term. I don't think I've heard that one before. Uh-uh. Must be a California word. Mm-hmm. Nor when a smattering of businesses opened their doors again in the Manhattan Beach and Pasadena. All of this has renewed all of this has renewed talk about a cashless society potentially being within reach. According to a recent survey commissioned by Square, Square being the like credit card phone. Oh, gotcha. It's like the little thing you plug into your phone and you can swipe credit cards. Uh, according to a recent survey commissioned by Square, San Francisco-based mobile payment giant, small business owners believe the nation will completely ditch paper money in a little more than a decade and that the pandemic will accelerate the switchover. On average, small business owners think the U.S. will become cashless six years sooner than they predicted last year when asked the same question. So it's extremely accelerated based on this COVID thing. They were saying mm-hmm. within 10 years. Now they're saying within the next like four or five years mm. based on these surveys. Interesting. Um, he goes on to say, permit me a word of caution. As we rush into a brave new, supposedly safer world brought to you by California's tech industry, Know that there will be trade-offs. Like so many of the policies and strategies we've deemed necessary to combat coronavirus, from shutting down the economy to the jobs we chose to spare as essential, this will almost certainly exacerbate existing racial inequalities. Considering, or Consider that about 6.5% or 8.4 million American households don't have a checking or savings account with a bank, according to a survey from the Federal Deposit Insurance Corp. The vast majority of them are black and Latino. The same people are getting COVID-19 at disproportionate rates, are losing their jobs at disproportionate rates, and in California are so poor that they are becoming homeless at disproportionate rates. Hmm. Goes on to say, that's why it's a bit troubling to read the results of another round of research from Square. Um, Says in early March, according to the company, only 8% of the many retailers using its products across the U.S. were effectively cashless, or in other words, accepting at least 95% of transactions with credit or debit cards or through some other contactless me- method. By mid-April, it had climbed to 31%. So before March, 8% of people of businesses, retailers, were accepting 95% or more right. cashless transactions. By April, that's jumped to 31%, just overnight. Wow. 
So that's a huge spike. Yeah, it is. Um, says a little bit more data about this. Uh, basically, it goes on to say that um, these minor minority groups or this uh, 8.5% or whatever he said of Americans that uh, don't have bank accounts or don't have debit cards or credit cards, they're going to be further disenfranchised by mm -hmm. a, a completely cashless society. So the the minor effects of this, what I would consider minor compared to the stuff we're going to get into, yes, is you get people like, we'll start with like say homeless people. Mm -hmm. How are they going to get money? Like right. the people that sit and get most of their money from uh, donations or mm. or peddling on the streets or what have you, whatever right. you want to call it now, these days. Um, how are they going to get money? How are they going to pay for stuff? It's not like right. um, they're going to have a, a smartphone with a, a right. square reader yeah. where you can swipe your, your credit card to donate them yeah. cash. <laughs> on top of that... I, I think that would really... Uh, dip into their donations that they're getting. <laughs> yes, especially since Square is probably taking oh, a percentage. A, that's a nice Apple you got there. <laughs> yeah, nice iPhone. Um, here, let me let me donate some cash to you, um, or not even cash. Let me donate some yeah. zeros and ones to you. Yeah. Um, on top of that, you get like they were saying these minority groups, which is. The high percentage of African Americans and uh, Latinos are the higher percentage of people that don't have these bank accounts. So mm -hmm. they're going to be uh, disenfranchised further when there are already all these racial inequalities that they're they're screaming at us for the last however many months. Right. Um, so that's going to further exacerbate that that problem mm -hmm. when these people are no longer able to um, have the resource, like have financial resources. Or, or they're going to be forced to somehow open a bank account. And um, you can't just, with shit credit and no money, you can't just go open a normal bank account somewhere. Right. You yeah. usually have to put money down or they take a percentage of your money or take a fee. Like if you have really bad credit and no money, they'll take a fee like every year or something yeah. or every month yeah. on top of that. My so. first checking account I got, um, if my account dropped below $300, and I tried writing a check, and I was I was penalized twenty bucks. Right. So which yeah. sucks if you don't have three hundred bucks in your yeah, account. It's like my, I you're penalizing me twenty bucks for not having money. So now yeah. I don't have three hundred bucks. I have two hundred eighty bucks because you just took that money from me. Yeah. So and that's hap happens at all banks, like or credit cards. You, if you have shit credit, then mm -hmm. you can maybe apply for a credit card that has super high interest rates and you got to put like a down payment of like 500 right. bucks on which i already don't have money so why would yeah. i or why would i be getting that credit card in the first place right absolutely so on top of that you have um possibility of what people consider ageism because mm -hmm. you get older people that refuse to learn new technology mm -hmm. they're still using their flip phones they won't touch a computer to save their lives rightfully so i mean yeah. it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks I, mean, I remember my i had a cousin who um i still have his a cousin but his girlfriend uh, her dad kept all his money under his his mattress mm -hmm. he didn't believe in banks yep so it's like <laughs> this is going to force him to change his his way of life because mm -hmm. um that cash is no longer going to be accepted in a cashless society. Mm -hmm. No businesses will accept that. It's going to have to be digital currency. 
Um, so you get older people that have to go learn these new technologies, people that can't even remember a PIN number. Oh, yeah, yeah. So how are they going to be able right. to um, pay all their finances online or through digital yeah. transactions? Yeah, and then like I had mentioned before, Coming over here tonight, there was a couple little girls that had a lemonade stand, mm -hmm. you know, and I stopped and, you know, I had a dollar in my pocket, so I gave them a dollar for lemonade. You right. Know, well, that, that Little was, things like that. that. That was some of the stuff some <clears throat> of these articles point out. Um, I got this article. It's called, because Australia has been kind of pushing this longer or harder than we have, and this is called The Dark Side of Australia's Cashless Society. Mm. And it talks about the impact of the most vulnerable, same stuff that we've talked about. And it also talked about um, not being able to do like odd jobs for cash under the table, not even just like under the table to avoid taxes, but just like going out and mowing your neighbor's yard, like right. kids doing that or a lemonade stand or a garage sale or, right. or stuff like that. Yeah. Just, uh, well, like Facebook marketplace. Right. Right. It all has to be digital you can't do the cash transactions mm. to me my response to that is there is definitely a way around that like venmo is becoming more and more popular you can you can just pay somebody like right on the spot within like five seconds right. if you're running a garage sale you could run it like through venmo or paypal or something like that there are ways around that mm -hmm. i mean do you want to set up a venmo account for your kids lemonade stand no 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 definitely not because that could get really ugly really fast but there are those options so that i don't see as a, a huge problem there are yeah. ways around that but like the age issue it's going to be super hard to drag a for like the the baby boomers are getting older but they're still like the the largest right generation out yeah. there and they're at that age now that um, they're going to be the ones that this huge generation that we're going to have to teach this whole new system of payment right. to. Yeah. And, and how do you drag a gen an entire generation into a new technology like yeah. that? I right. mean, I mean, they've been trying for years and, and they, they push back and, um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be a nightmare for, for them and for, uh, tech companies or, or people that are trying to train them. Um, so, so we have those implications, um, other issues like the whole, um, racism thing. What, what are your opinions on that? Like, do you, do you see that as like a racially dividing issue? Um, it, I do. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I think that's the same group of people that, you know, they don't have like, um, like a driver's license, you mm -hmm. know, they don't have like a state ID, so there are people that are essentially off the grid, right? Right. So this is going to force people onto the grid, you know, force people to to be tracked a little bit more readily, you know. So I, I think it really eliminates anybody from wanting to, you know, be off the grid. Right. And I, I, I think there are ways around it because we work for a security company. We install security alarms. We work, We do work for a company that it's a farm company that mm -hmm. hires immigrants mm -hmm. I, i'm not gonna say legal or illegal i don't know honestly I don't know. but they don't have accounts but they they pay them on prepaid cards so we yeah. said we go and set up atm machines for them mm -hmm. at these farms so these people can actually um use their prepaid cards right. and get cash out to send to their families or what have you yeah so i there there are ways around it whether with big banks or with just prepaid cards and things like that I mean, I'm sure they will accommodate people like that, 
The big concern, though, is people that won't have the knowledge to use it, like the right. older people, to me. I think there's always yeah. going to be ways around, um, like, minor, minority groups that have no, haven't no have had access to banks. I mean, yeah. obviously, they're going to have to open up a- access yeah. to banks for these people. Right. They're going to have to accommodate them. Well, and like you said, there you know, there's a selection of people who, like you said, are either older or they just don't trust the technology mm-hmm. that, you know, they don't even want... They don't have email accounts. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have, you know, they don't have flip phone or uh, smartphones, you know, right. because they just don't trust the technology. And uh, again, this is something that's going to force them to adapt or be left out in the cold. So that brings me to the main my the main implications of this, because those to me seem pretty small and you can work around them. The homeless thing. Might be a little more difficult, but there's got to be a way around it. Right. But on top of this are these deeper implications that nobody really even has probably ever thought about. Like, Mm -hmm. what would the implications of going completely cashless be? Number one is um, your banks would have complete control over everything. Right now... I'm going to pull up this article. I'm not going to show it because my computer is kind of being stupid right now, and so I don't want you to see it being stupid. But this this article... We can put the link in the in the notes, though. Definitely. Because it's a good article. Um, this is on... I think I said it was on Steam It. So it's not like a super legit article, but it's like kind of an op-ed. Mm-hmm. And this guy goes into like super detail, and yeah. it's scary shit. Yeah. Like if the bank took complete control over the finances... So this says this is the title of this article is The Cashless Society, The End Game and the End of Individual Property Rights. So it starts out, I just highlight a few things. This article, like I was reading it to you yesterday, yeah. and it took me almost an hour to get yeah, through the whole article. It's a big article. Um so the first thing I highlight is it, at the top it says in a free society, individual citizens have the right to property ownership to property ownership. In a collective society, such as socialism, communism, or fascism, um, only the collective owns and or controls all property, including labor, and then dis- distributes wealth as the ruling class in society sees fit. Mm-hmm. So we talk about free societies and collective societies. That's individualistic societies such as the U- U.S. Mm-hmm. versus collective societies. I mean, there's there's benefits to both of these. Like right. we had talked to um, during the earlier Corona days, like you talk about all how all these other countries are making these laws and it's working out for them. And I had said, well, that's because they're collective societies. They right. see the, the, the greater good is better than the individualistic good. Mm. But then here in America, we're in an individualistic or quote unquote free society. Well, on top of that, I mean, you know, have you, have you ever been on an Indian reservation? Mm. There is no property. Right. Basically. And, um, you know, they look like third world countries. You yep. know, there there is no property, there is no land ownership because it's owned by the nation. And so it's, I mean, it, it looks like a shithole. Right. So. And we'll look in like Cuba or any of the other, these other communist countries. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like a shithole. Mm-hmm. So the difference between free society and collective society is the biggest one is property ownership. So that's how this starts out. So later down in the article, it says uh, many Americans believe that it was Richard Nixon who took the U.S. dollar off the gold standard in 1971 when he rescinded the Bretton Woods Agreement. 
This is not so. It was in 1933 when FDR took the U.S. dollar off the gold standard that our currency was converted from sound money, or backed by gold, right. to fiat money. Is that how you pronounce that? Fiat, yeah, fiat right. money, um, which was Federal Reserve notes. Mm-hmm. So it's now like IOUs, pretty much. Right. And, and and the Fed is a whole other story we'll get to someday, right? <laughs> because it, that's a deep rabbit hole itself. So this says price is always manipulated and perverted under fiat money because it's not backed by gold. All you got to do to manipulate price is print more money or decrease the print of money. You can make it fluctuate however you you want want it it to be. Uh, It says in spite of the fact that the U.S. Fed Reserve note has lost 98% of its purchasing power since 1933. That's insane to me. 98% 98 since 1933. So in less than 100 years. So in less than... 90 years, 87 years. Um, so when people lost. talk about being able to get a really nice house for about $20,000, that's, that's because why. The, the dollar bill had so much more value than what it has now. Right, or they could work like a part-time right. or a minimum wage job and yeah. support four kids and buy yeah. a house. That, that It's not prices going up. It's the dollar fluctuating. Yes. Manipulated. Manipulated. Man-made manipulation. Yeah. says... Aside from that, or despite that, it says banks are still required to act with at least some minimal level of discipline. That's good. So if you don't know how the federal or the banking system works, when you deposit, say, $5,000 into your bank, your savings account, and say, like, the entire community all collectively each deposits $5,000 into the bank account. Say 100 people put $5,000 in. They don't have to keep $500,000 in the bank account to pay you back if you want right. to draw it out. They have to t- keep, I think it's like 10% of that. So if you come grab your money, it- it's there. So there's a little bit, a minor amount of um, like keeping them accountable mm-hmm. with that 10%. So the rest of it, they can loan out how they wish to. So that's that's what they're saying here. They they have a little bit of uh, kind of a standard that they they have to abide right. by because they have to keep that level of cash. In a cashless society, that goes away. Right. No longer do they have that ten percent accountability that mm-hmm. they they can loan out whatever the fuck they want to. Yeah, because it's just ones and zeros. Like I said, they don't yeah. have to keep that reserve that ten percent reserve in. They yeah. can loan it out how they want to. Right. On top of that, uh, you are paid by the bank for your service. Like you are giving them a service. You are loaning the bank your Mm $5,000 so they can loan it out how they want to. If you're not giving them cash, they they can't really loan out money. So that's what interest rate is. That's why they pay you an interest rate of say 2% or 5% or what have you. If you are no longer depositing your money for them to use as a service to loan out to other people and they can just make whatever ones and zeros they want. No longer do they need to pay you for your service. Right. On the flip side, they can now drop interest rates into the negative numbers. So right now, even though less than 10% of the world's finances are uh, cash, cash transactions, that alone, that less than 10% is what keeps the Fed from dropping into the negative right. um, interest rates. Where you would basically be paying the bank to for hold managing your money. Your money. Right? Yep. 
So yeah, negative interest rate, say it's at like negative 2%. You have to pay 2% of your money. They take 2% of what you have in the bank for them to hold your money. Why would they have to pay you? Because it's not like um, you can choose to pull all your money out when mm -hmm. the interest rates, like right now, if the interest rates drop to zero or if for God knows whatever reason they drop in the negative numbers, everybody's going to go pull their, their money out and stick right. it under their mattress because you don't, you don't want to pay the bank to hold your money for you. In a cashless society, you don't have that option. Right. So they can have it negative 10%, negative 20%, whatever they want to. You are paying them to hold your ones and zeros. Mm -hmm. So one of the major implications is this negative interest rate. The reason why cash is necessary, absolutely 100% necessary to keep cash in society, is to keep the banks accountable and keep that negative interest rate from going down. The other big thing is... Um, there's also like conspiracy theorists and even like normal people now have all, are always screaming about um, the surveillance state we live in. Right. Like how Google is tracking your every move. Your smartphone tracks mm. your every move. Your, your computer tracks your every move. In a cashless society, literally every move you make will be tracked. Mm -hmm. So this says, with the growth of the surveillance-based police state, imagine for a moment the consequences of being deprived of any anonymity. I can never say that word. Anonymity. Anonymity whatsoever for every transaction, no matter how seemingly insignificant. Without cash, you will have no choice but to involve a financial institution to process all your electronic transactions. Never again will you be able to sell your used television to your neighbor without government interference. That's crazy. Goes on to say that this, I highlighted this whole paragraph because this is just kind of a hint. I mean, this is kind of funny in a way. It's kind of like a hyperbole, but it, it's just kind of a hint of what the possibilities are yeah. in like a super surveillance state like this. It says, imagine ordering a pizza and a bottle of Coke to be delivered to your home. Three minutes after you, your order has been delivered and your e-money account has been debited, you receive a phone call from your health insurance provider. The premiums you pay for this health policy are deducted from your wages automatically, without your consent, since you are obligated by law to have this insurance. A pleasant electronically generated female voice on the other end says, Mr. Smith or Mr. Bill. Oh, no. <laughs> the pizza and soda you're about, about to consume have been proven to be a leading cause of heart disease. Since your most recent quarterly health screening showed elevated triglycerides and HDL cholesterol, you must be advised that your health insurance premiums have, will be raised by 7.5%. For your convenience, this will automatically be deducted from your account on the next business day. Have a nice day and enjoy your pizza. <laughs> That's the worst tasting pizza ever. <laughs> no shit. Like, <laughs> like I said, fuck my what pizza. What is this, fucking Domino's? Yeah, no shit. It's just... I mean, we laugh about something like that, yeah. and I think that's been circulating for a while. But yeah. in this cashless society, like I said, they can literally track mm. every movement you make now because you can't pay things under the table. Mm. You can't pay for cash. So they will see every order you make. They will see every time you mm -hmm. take the bus, every time, everywhere you go, everything you watch, yeah. every movie you rent. Or, um, you know, oh noticed the uptake in buying uh, canned goods or buying ammunition you mm -hmm. know or who's this guy right <laughs> <laughs> exactly or even worse like say you um 
you know, you, you try to save up. Well, you wouldn't be able to save up, but say you want to buy something really nice, mm-hmm. right? And then it comes up. Uh, this this has been declined because um, your your income to um, your your income to outcome is is not uh, equal. We right. don't want you to overdraw your your account, so we're going to deny this request because you have bills coming up. You know, so they they take that extra step into your whole life, right? You know. Yeah, like they could literally dip to any part of your life. And you were saying um, they they could see like if you are saving up like ammunition or, right. or canned goods or, or like 6,000 bottles of water. Yeah. I mean, if you were arrested for a crime, they could use that to make a narrative against you. Absolutely. Like seeing all these purchases. I mean, you see it now. It's like, well, this guy <clears throat> um, he, he seemed to be kind of crazy because he, he owned like six – AR fifteens or whatever. It's just like, well that's I mean, I I could see myself owning it six AR fifteen. But well, but they can use anything they want for that narrative yeah. against they you. They come out and be like, uh, we gotta report that uh you were not wearing your mask in public, so we're gonna freeze your account and you're not gonna be able to have any purchasing power. So this article got gets really interesting. This one here, I remember reading it to you and I'm just like pause and I'm like, holy shit. And then I read it and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> so this paragraph says in the Bill and Melinda Gates foundations, oh, 2015. Yeah. Cause this is the one where I was like, I bet you Bill and Melinda Gates are going to make a lot of money off of this whole thing. And <laughs> yeah, no you shit. read it down and you're like, holy shit, there's Bill and Melinda Gates. Nope. <laughs> and Bill and Melinda Gates foundations, two fi- 2015 annual letter. They say the technologies are all in place. It's just a question of, getting us to use them so we can all benefit from a crimeless privacy free world is how he specifies Who wants a privacy free world apparently bill and melinda gates do like that's not a selling point for me <laughs> no me neither like oh yay privacy free woo <laughs> can all benefit from a crimeless privacy free world we talked about big brother mm-hmm. what three four weeks ago yeah. This is bigger, brother. This is where that's heading, like the yeah. privacy-free world where they can track yeah. everything. They can see that you're um, making these purchases that are just a little iffy. And, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to get a little deeper and a little crazier after I read through this article, but I'll keep going. It says, what, what better place to conduct a massive social experiment than sub-Saharan Africa? There's Bill Gates... Mm-hmm. Talking about using test dummies and like um, third world countries, of which it's going to be Africa, which is where he <laughs> tests like, wasn't he talking about testing vac- vaccines in Africa too? Yeah. Well, Melinda said that she thought that they should, te- they should, she didn't say test, but she said the African Americans and Latinos should get the vaccines first. Right. So, well, I know they, I know they use the nation of, of Africa or the, the continent of Africa as guinea pigs constantly anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it says uh, where NGOs and GOs or government organizations are working hand in hand with banks and telecom companies to replace cash with mobile money alternatives. I wonder how that's going. That was 2015. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. So this has kind of been uh, an idea put in place years ago. And <laughs> like we said, they're just working up to it. And now it's being heavily accelerated mm-hmm. through coronavirus. It's like the whole new normal thing we've talked about for weeks now. Like, what are these changes that are going to get implemented yeah. in the name of the mighty corona? Well, it's interesting as you say that because as I was reading about China, there's an article in Al Jazeera 
that was talking about, you know, where the next world war is going to come from. Mm-hmm. One of the things it mentioned is that COVID or Corona has, um, has expedited and, um, has sped up like all these different factors in the world to create this isolation economy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's creating like this remote services from home and, you know, allowing things, you know, to be bought and sold from remote distances and delivered remotely. And so it's just, seems to all play together doesn't right, it right right and they're using it to push whatever agenda they want in mm-hmm. the name like i said in the name of corona like whatever seems like a, the idea they want to push the country towards now we have this pandemic where mm-hmm. we can use this as well because of coronavirus we should push towards this agenda or because of yeah. coronavirus we should implement this which seems like corona is really pushing a lot of agendas right now yeah yep That's too many so this article, it's, I'm getting close to the end. Like I said, I'm not going to cover the whole thing. Yeah. Definitely go read it. I'm going to post it in the show notes. But it says, data data is power. When money is only data, whoever controls the server controls your life. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thought to me. Yeah. So some of the, the creepier stuff I wanted to mention was the possibility of if, if your life is only cashless, is only... Um, digital transactions not only do they have complete access to everything you do they have complete control over everything you do because like it's money is power data is Mm -hmm. power like i said if you do something like say it got to the point where it's like 1984 where we're we're punishing people for thought crimes or for Mm -hmm. saying the wrong things which it's headed that direction i know it is um if you do something that they deem uh, dangerous or against the grain, they mm-hmm. can just shut you off just like oh, yeah. that. Right? They yeah. just you—you you have to do everything they want you to do. You're gonna have to. You need to get the vaccine against Corona, mm-hmm. or else you lose your purchasing power. Right? Yeah. You can't. And, you're not deemed as a valid citizen. Right. You point. you go to pay for your Coke and your uh, pack of cigarettes at the store, and all of a sudden it comes up. Um, sorry, your card is invalid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you do? Right. I mean, it's not like you can um, reach in your pocket and pull out some spare change and buy something. You are screwed now. Right. You have no no power at all now. You just well, handed and, all your power to and them. And speaking of, I mean, we're talking internal threats. Externally, you know, say there is like a like an EMP pulse. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say there are some like foreign hackers. You know, anything that would take you offline, you're screwed. You have no backup. You know, you don't have that $1,000 in a safe at home because it's not a valid currency. Well, just look at um, maybe a little more conspiratorial. What if what if they just decide to flip off the switch oh, yeah. and, and say it was an EMP? Right. Just because, let's say um, Seattle is a problem mm-hmm. because of this autonomous zone and they just decide, flip the switch, Seattle no longer has... Um, a network their their grid is completely shut down mm-hmm. you 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 got nothing you can't go you can't feed your family you can't draw you can't gas up your car to get out of the city you got nothing yeah. complete control because of a cashless society mm-hmm. these are the scary sides of this that nobody like your even bothers to think facebook about. account's been flagged for information you've put up there we're going to turn you off until you know we can readjust well you're you're deemed a threat, so 
may they could put, possibly put restrictions on what you could and couldn't purchase. Like Absolutely. say, hey, you're deemed a threat, so um, we're going to put a flag on your account when you go to purchase a gun. Now you mm-hmm. can't purchase a gun. Yeah. Because this flag pops up on their account that says, sorry, this person mm-hmm. is not a valid, is not able to... Yeah to purchase this gun you you've only been allocated this much funds for food uh sorry you're over you're gonna have to right. stay within your your parameters and I, I i joked about it earlier it seems like we're kind of the the paranormal um <laughs> ghostbusters of like the parallels of like communist russia yeah, right. or the soviet union but it just keeps popping up like all this stuff yeah. just it's just red flags in my mind yeah. and so when i see stuff like this it's just like Big yeah. Brother, all over this. Right. Anything that gives the government more control over you is a bad thing. Yeah. You know, the government is never there. It was it Reagan that said one of the scariest things uh, was the government to say, hey, it's okay, we're the government, we're here to help. You know, I mean, it's just, is uh, is it's a scary thing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like I said, other countries have been pushing this harder than... Mm-hmm. Um, than here, but we're pushing hard now. It says, this article says, each year there's an annual World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, Switzerland. And Switzerland was one of the countries that really pushed hard for cashless society over the last few years, more so than we have. Um, But it says, leaders in business, government, and media attend to discuss the big economic issues of the day. Several contrarian economic... uh, Several contrarian economists have alleged that the 2016 event, which took place from January 17th to the 20th, included a secret meeting which took place during the conference behind the scenes. Immediately after the conference, there was a massive push to accelerate the elimination of cash, starting with high-denomination currency notes. A flood of articles from New York Times... The Economist, Zero Hedge, and other publications, which it was interesting to me that Zero Hedge right, yeah. would be pushing this agenda because they're usually like the conspiracy, conspiracy type minded stuff. And this is 2016, so four a years year ago. after Bill and Melinda Gates did their experiment in Africa. Yep. So it says a few days after the Davos Forum, the head of the Japanese Central Bank implemented negative interest rates for the first time in history. So immediately following this. Wow. This conference. This was after he repeatedly denied that he would ever implement negative rates. Perhaps something said during Davos influenced his decision. After the conference, the CEOs of Deutsche Bank and Norway's largest bank both called for the elimination of cash. Bloomberg, which is American, published a piece called Bring on the Cashless Future. So this is just like immediately after Mm -hmm. this. Like there's not a public record that says that they discussed this at this but inside sources said there was secret meetings behind closed doors. And immediately after, it was almost like every major country started this huge push towards this cashless society, with Japan even implementing right. negative interest rates, which is the the big thing that I'm saying you should definitely be scared of. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> talking about other countries, though, I was reading about Australia, who has been pushing it for a while now. Mm-hmm. And they are... They either implemented or they're pushing to implement a law that criminalizes people for spending over $20,000 cash. That's crazy. Like with jail time and a $25,000 fee. Can you pay that $25,000 with cash? That's what I want to know. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> so 
not only are they like recommending pushing away, but now certain countries are criminalizing it. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, it it's an ugly, scary thought. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's again, it seems like now COVID. Hey, that's the perfect excuse. You know, yep. no one wants to spread germs, so we need to go electronic. And it's just, uh, it's such a slippery slope. It's like we we said a couple times on here: never let a good crisis mm. go to waste. Yep. Using this crisis to push our further agenda. Yeah. Big banks pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. Big banks would love to get that interest rate down to nothing or into the oh, negative yeah. numbers. Yeah. And the only way to do that is cash or to get to get rid of cash. Mm-hmm. Cash is the only thing saving you right now from having to pay for the money that you own. Basically, pay taxes to the bank <clears throat> for having money that you made. That's bullshit. It is. So, um, yes, I... I fully understand how cashless is super convenient for not only consumers, but also for businesses. It's cheaper for businesses because they don't have to have people counting cash. They don't have to make the runs to the bank. It's safer. You can't rob really somebody, a mom and pop shop if there's no cash. Right. And when I mentioned to you uh, the other day about how Facebook is starting to advertise this debit card for your kids Mm -hmm. that you can put their allowance on. Right. And it's like... I don't want to give my kid a card. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely not. No, um, just security risks on top of that. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. your kid having a, a PIN number. Or, I mean, kids will tell anybody anything oh, yeah. if you convince them. Um, like you had said, hacking, mm-hmm. the pot- potential of hacking, the potential of um, your funds being frozen right. for no reason. Identity uh, theft. Yes. I mean, it just it – just, Put you on a whole different level when everything is digitized like that. So, right. so, um, yeah, I, I just, I, it was a red flag when you mm-hmm. brought this up to me. I didn't know exactly why until I read this article. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this guy's not like a legitimate like um, journalist or anything. I right. doubt it on Steam it, but still, this guy is bringing up. All these major points. Right, that nobody else is really thinking or talking about. No, because nobody wants to think about that. Exactly. Because it's in, it's like the, the Orwell thing we did, you know, nope. and, and putting the, the connecting the dots. And, and it's like people don't want to think about that. Well, just think if the government had complete control over your digital currency, how they manipulate money now, what oh, we had said, yeah. where it's like 98% been uh Inflate, inflation since 1933. Right. Imagine how much they can inflate or manipulate oh, yeah. ones and zeros. Yeah. You just click, click, click. Yeah. A couple of strokes of a key, and all of a sudden, inflation goes skyrocket well, through the road. I mentioned to you right before we went into the podcast how the Fed is going to start buying stocks now. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's... You know, it just gives way too much power to an entity that should not have that kind of power. You know, I. Um, and the, it makes me question why they're going in to buy stocks because I know when a business buys back their own stocks is to manipulate the price of their mm-hmm. stocks. Well, that's it exactly. So for the government to be buying stocks, it's like what are they? What are they trying to mani- right. manipulate here? Yeah, exactly. So. so um, <clears throat> With them being able to hyperinflate or mm-hmm. basically money is going to be valueless. Yes. And property, like like this article was saying, like personal property goes out the window when uh, money has no value. Mm-hmm. Um, 
back after the communist revolution, money was basically valueless, like mm-hmm. hyperinflation. Like you and you had talked about how Germany saw the same thing. Like the Weimar Hyper, Republic, hi, hyperinflation, money yeah. became basically worthless. Oh, yeah. You're you're paying. I mean, buku bucks for a gallon of milk for right. bread. I mean, it was just insane. Yeah, and they 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 can they have the ability to hyperinflate all they want mm-hmm. if they have complete a hundred percent control of all the finances. The banks can make it worth whatever they want it to. Yeah, and so we see. Um, I think I said China was developing their first federally backed yes um, digital currency, and. Um, <sighs> Other countries were were working on their own federally backed digital currencies. So, I mean, this isn't that far away, I don't think. No, I don't think so at all. Like you said, it's on the fast track now because mm-hmm. they can use Corona to, to push it through. So definitely be scared and definitely push back against this because this is not, this is not yeah. a pretty thing. And the only way you'll have any sort of financial like freedom in a cashless world is if you have like underground bartering right and that's going to send people further underground mm-hmm. and you'd basically have to have a really wealthy man with buku amounts of digital currency form his own sort of cash bank like underground cash bank or bartering right. bank service where he can trade cash for his ones and zeros and then you could um kind of he'd have to be like an inside source i mean yeah, maybe maybe we'll have to work on setting up our our underground bank pretty soon because <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Not not to <clears throat> get rich or anything like that, but just to keep yeah. like free commerce and free uh, finan- yeah. financial uh, transactions. And an institution like that would be so dangerous to oh, yeah. you know the republic to the to the the state. They would have to shut it down immediately. Yeah, it would be so <laughs> dangerous for that individual with the with the vast amounts of digital currency because like i said all they have to do is hit a button and that guy's assets are frozen completely he has no access to anything as soon as they get wind of this guy might be a problem click Mm -hmm. no longer a problem and you're not gonna you're not leaving the country no you know because you know now we talked about one of the reasons they may use this as a benefit is the exchange rate Mm -hmm. you know like you could take your cash and it would immediately translate to you know euros or you know Mm -hmm pesos or you know whatever but on the negative side of that like I said if they don't want you to leave the country you're not leaving the country right you're not taking your cash outside well i see this as a step closer to like a one one world currency because oh, absolutely. right now everyone has their own currency like physical currency ones and zeros are going to be easier to get on a single platform Mm -hmm. like every country is going to start out with their own platform of digital currency and then somebody say bill and melinda gates are going to develop this better like more advanced platform of digital currency and they're going to push it through like say our allies like Mm -hmm. the un through the un or whatever and say, hey, every country should implement this platform or currency right. because it's easier to trade back and forth Absolutely. between countries when we're all on the same platform. Mm-hmm. And then you get everybody collectively on this one platform. Now we all have one currency. Now we all have one government. Yep. yep. Absolutely. So Makes my, sense. My conspiracy brain going way far yeah. left. But, I mean, it definitely 
what five years ago i i would say there's no way we're going to go to cash the society oh, right absolutely so then today now that it's looking like it's probably going to happen people could be sitting there saying there's no way we're going to go to a single world currency uh, but but really yeah really, really can you say it's not right exactly there's no way of it because i, I could see it it'd be so much easier in a digital society oh yeah yeah so I th- I think we're just gonna let you chew on that because that, I mean, might have melted your brain a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm gonna post this article and a few other articles of other countries and how they're implementing stuff, but definitely check it out because it's a scary thought. It's a scary mm-hmm. um, kind of time to be in. Just just thinking of all those implications that I never before would have really processed. Yeah. So yeah. You got anything else? I, I think we're going to leave you with that because uh, we are pushing our time. Um, I say this every week, and we seem to extend our time a little bit further. Yeah. If you guys want a little more information besides these articles, reach out to us because um, we will continue like researching some of the stuff on our own. If, you, if you've heard stuff or have other theories, reach out to us because we'd love to hear your theories on it. And... Um, any other articles you might possibly have? Well, on you it. left that kind of reminded me of. You remember Ghostbusters <laughs> when they're talking about time. the apocalypse of New York and they mm-hmm. just kind of were silent, you know? And then Bill Murray's like, "Whoa, somebody's coming!" <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, we are we are the Ghostbusters of 2020, I guess. Of cats and dogs living together. <laughs> <laughs> so I I, th- I think we're gonna leave you on that note because. Um, I think we could throw a lot more at you, but it would just probably your your brain would explode with information. So, um, yeah, check some of the stuff out on your own. Don't take our word for it. Uh, we have been called, even though I don't think we've really spit that much of it. We have been called yeah. out for spitting right wing debunked conspiracy theories. Yes. Even I, I I haven't seen it. Yet. I've been holding back and been pretty tame. You have. I'm actually really impressed. So, um, I do have other theories that that I play around in my head. So, if you want to hear some of that stuff too, um, hit me up. Maybe uh, eventually we'll get some bonus content out there. We do want to get into doing more bonus content, but we want to see that people are interacting to our stuff. Yeah. I think I want to do a thing that if we can hit. I mean, this doesn't even sound like a lot, but for us, it'd be huge. If we could get to 100 subscribers, we'd start putting out some more bonus content. What are we like, sitting at now? Uh, I think on YouTube, we're at like 43 or something mm-hmm. like that. Which so we isn't, got a ways to go. Yeah, we got a little ways to go. So if we hit 100 subscribers, maybe we'll start putting out like some some more bonus content more, yeah. on a more regular basis. I'm not going <clears> to say <throat> weekly, but on a more regular basis. Okay. Okay. So let's make that deal with you guys. So again, we left... You with some time to hit that subscribe button earlier. We are getting quite a few views, but for some reason, y'all aren't going down and hitting that subscribe button. So shame, 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 shame. shame. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll start uh, putting out some some extra stuff, some bonus I'd, stuff. I'd really like to uh, you know cover some like a, a political rally or like some kind of like you know if the debate's going on, like mm-hmm. maybe like live narrated or something. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. We can, or if y'all want to hear me. Talk about some of the crazy conspiracy stuff that goes on in my brain. Maybe we'll we'll push some of that out too on on some bonus content because I know not everybody wants to get into that. So I'm not gonna probably do it much on the main episode, but uh, we do have a lot of other stuff that we could talk about. So oh yes, tons and tons. Hit us up for sure. <clears throat> but on that note, we're gonna let you go for the week. Uh, definitely come back that next week. 
to hear some more information. Thank you again for pushing us to this episode eight, this kind of mile marker for podcasters. I don't yeah. feel that we've pod faded just yet. I don't think so. And thanks to the world and all the podcasting gods that all this information is still coming out. So keep being shitty, world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, keep talking. Uh, spread this information around. If this is something that worries you, you should spread it around so maybe yeah. other people get please, worried. Yeah, please keep sharing. So. Yep. Yep. So we'll let you go. Have a great week, and we'll see you here this time next week. Yeah.